What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Growing up, I was huge into basketball. That was my my passion. It was my love. It was the one thing that I did constantly that I really look forward to. And the thing that kept me ticking, it was kind of my identity for the first the first good part of my life. All the way up until 18, 19 years old, basketball was really, it was my identity. It's how I identified myself. And when I lost that out of high school and I went to try to play college ball and I wasn't able to make it and I lost that identity from basketball, it was a tough time. It was hard because I didn't really know where I was going with my life. And thank the world, that's kind of when I fell into the hands of fitness and nutrition and it's kind of taken me to where it's taken me. But the reason that I bring that up is that is because Kobe Bryant passed away yesterday. And if you don't know Kobe Bryant, he's a famous basketball player if you're not into basketball, but he's far more than just just a basketball player. He was a beacon of greatness. He was the type of guy that would do whatever it took to get done what he wanted to get done and and be the person that he needed to be. And you can kind of see that in him as he's passed now and you can Everybody's posting on social media about it. News outlets are covering it like crazy. You realize what kind of an impact that he had on the world. Like for for myself, I don't know Kobe Bryant personally, but hearing of his passing yesterday and the, the tragedy that happened with him and his family, it's almost like it happened to somebody that you know. And like there's this gut wrenching feeling inside that like somebody that you know just passed away. And so... I don't know why I felt compelled to talk about this at the first of this podcast, but I just felt like it was something that needed to be said to pay my respects towards him because he was a a shining example and somebody that I heavily looked up to growing up. I was a jazz fan and he played for the Lakers and he'd always come come in and beat the jazz. So it wasn't that like I was like his number one fan or rooted for him, but I looked up to the way that he played. And he was just a role model for me and obviously a role model for so many, as you can see now from the tragedy that's happened for him and his daughter to just the impact that he's had and the way that people are receiving the bad news that's happened. So there's not really a point to this. It's just to understand that life is short. So so go out and do the things that you want to do. This is something that I've realized when I was younger back in 2014 I lost somebody who was really close to me and they weren't a whole lot older than me they're only three or four years older than me and I lost them due to some unfortunate and tragic events as well and through all of that through all of the uncertainty the the feelings of emptiness and everything that that comes from it it did teach me one thing and that that one thing is that your life is short and so while you're here you might as well Try and do the things that you really want to do. It's not about going to work every day to a nine to five that you don't enjoy. It's not about not taking care of yourself. It's about believing that you can do the things that you want to. If that means that you have to go to a nine to five, everybody's in different situations. You have to do what you have to do to survive. But that doesn't mean that you can't be pressing for the things that you want most out of life too. If that's if that's starting your own business, going into a, a different industry, losing weight, putting on muscle, changing your body composition. If you're sitting around and stalling on it and telling your, knowing you want to do it, but you're just not taking that step forward, just reconsider. There's never going to be the perfect time. 
there's never a perfect time. There's just, but there's always a time to do it. And that time is today, tomorrow, the next day, but there's always going to be a tomorrow. So you might as well just get started today on whatever it is that you want to do so that you can feel that fulfillment in your life and, and live out your purpose. We're all here for something, whether that's your passion, whatever it may be, you're here for something. Don't let what's in your head or other people tell you that you're not. Just get going on whatever it is that you want to want to do and, and press forward with it. And you're going to fail. It's going to be hard. It's going to be inconvenient. You're going to have big mess ups and setbacks. But as long as you keep pressing forward, you're going to be a million times happier than just sitting on the sidelines and not, not doing the things, things that you want to do. I don't mean to start this podcast off in, in a down or light like this. I just felt I've been thinking these thoughts for the last couple of days. I wanted to put them, get them out of my head and, and put them somewhere. And I feel like this podcast is a good place like almost to journal mentally and just say things out loud that that I'm thinking and maybe it will benefit you guys in in one way or another as well. So today is a Q&A podcast. Um, I did a Q&A last week as well. These are the questions that I didn't get to answer last week. We're going to answer all of those. I've got five or six questions here that we're going to get through today. So I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Again, I apologize. I don't mean to start this off on a, on a heavy note, but just something that was in in my head that I felt like I needed to say maybe for myself or maybe for somebody out there that needed to hear it as well. So without further ado, let's hop into all these questions and get them answered for you. All right, let's just move right into question number one. The question is, all of my lifts have stopped going up and my body's beginning to feel weaker in each session. I'm still eating the same amount of food and haven't changed anything else really. Any idea on why this happens? So with this, it sounds like he's he's been... Pushing, I've actually had a, a few conversations with, with this guy um, recently through DM and we've actually hopped on a call and had conversation. And so what's happening is he's going through his weeks. He's been getting stronger and stronger. Now he's hit a wall and he almost feels like he's degressing and his weight's getting, his strength is getting worse than it was in previous weeks and he can't go up anymore. He's kind of stalled and his weights are actually going down because he feels weaker. And so the biggest reason that this will happen is over time as you keep training, we're always looking to progress inside of our training, right? We're looking to add some weight, add some more reps, add some more sets to our training to keep our body further adapting to new stimulus. But with time, you're building up fatigue as you're doing that too. So as your fatigue gets worse and worse and worse, at some point you have to let that fatigue go and give your body the opportunity to recover. You can't keep pushing as hard as possible all the time and expect to always get stronger. And so my biggest recommendation would be to take a deload. Now this would be anywhere from like a four to seven day sequence of days where you cut volume back extremely. If you're in a point where you feel like crap, your strength is at an all time low, it's degressing, I would tell you to honestly take four to seven days off from the gym completely. Let your body fully recover. Let go of all the fatigue that it's holding on to. And once you get back into the gym, you'll find that your mental motivation is back. You'll find that your body's feeling a whole lot better and you're going to be able to start making progress as well. Now, another thing. So with this talk about, let's finish the deload, the deload section of this answer first. So as far as a deload, either Take time off in your situation. If you feel like you're actually degressing in the gym, I would take four to seven days off. Let your body fully recover. Just chill out, eat at around a maintenance level of calories and just chill out and let your body recover so you can get back into the gym. Now, to mitigate this so that you don't always get to a point to where you're so fatigued that you can't keep progressing inside of the gym, 
you would implement implement something like deloads. Now for people that are more experienced in the gym and pushing more weight and having to push their bodies harder, you're going to need deloads more often. For a beginner or somebody that's only been training for like a year or so and they still have a lot of strength gains to make, you're not going to need deloads as often. You need them probably anywhere from every eight to 12 weeks. Somebody who's more advanced is going to need them every four to six weeks. So what you would do is generally you'll just take away 30% of the volume that you're doing. So you could use the same weight in your lifts, but only do 30% or 70% of the reps. So you take 30% of the reps away away, or else you could do only 70% of the sets or 70% of the weight, just volume in general, bring your volume down to 50 to 70% of what you would regularly do for an entire week. So like I said, you would do this every four to 12 weeks, dependent upon your experience level inside of the gym. If you're more experienced, you're pushing a lot of weight, you're starting to feel you're getting fatigued more often. I would implement these deloads every four to six weeks. Four weeks is more of an insurance policy just to make sure you're not building up too, too much fatigue. Six weeks is going to be pushing the envelope a little bit more, but will definitely work for you. And it's like taking two or one step backwards to continue always taking two steps forward. You've got to let go of that fatigue over time, especially if you're, you're training in an intense way and always looking to um, add volume to what you're doing. At points, you've got to lay off the gas so that you, continue, you can continue to put on the gas with time. Always doing more work isn't always going to lead to, to better progress and better results inside the gym. You're, one of the biggest keys to success in your training is recovery. You've got to make sure you're recovering. Now, that means you should push your body hard, but at the same time, you need to know when to let off the gas to allow your body to recover so that you can keep pushing it hard. If you just continuously push as hard as you can, at some point, you're going to end up hitting that brick wall and end up with diminishing returns compared to if you get a little bit smarter, train hard, but then let take a week where you're letting go of some of that fatigue and coming back at it and continue in that sense to always have be managing the fatigue that you're building up from your resistance training session. So I hope that that helps. Again, I would start adding in deloads, the situation that you're in at the moment to where you feel like you're degressing in the gym. I would honestly consider taking four to seven days just completely away from the gym. Maybe it's like some light activity, like 20 to 30 minutes of walking every single day just to change it up a little bit and you'll find yourself getting back into the gym and, and fully recovered. If you get back in and you're still not motivated, you're still not able to push, you're going to need more time off um, to allow your body to recover because it hasn't completely released the fatigue that it's holding on to. So your mental motivation will also be better. It's, it'll be hard and you're going to be frustrated staying away from the gym. But once you get back in after the time off, you're going to be so much more motivated for what you're doing and you're going to be able to, to keep pressing forward. That's what I found. I had a hard time with deloads at first too, but now that I implement them every four to six weeks, generally every four weeks. So, um, they just they work really well for me because it gives me a week to focus on other things and not be so focused on my training. And then once I come back to it, I'm even more motivated to get back after it for another three hard weeks. And then I know I'm going to have that one week to kind of chill out in the gym, not train quite as hard, and then get back to it the following week. It's just a good way to to keep your motivation high or and let go of any fatigue that you have to always continue making progress, especially the more advanced that you get. All right, moving on to question number two. Sometimes I hit my calories before reaching my protein goal. When this happens, should I go over my calories to hit the protein or just leave it? This is a question that I get a lot, especially inside of um, my coaching with my clients. This is something that always comes up in the first couple of weeks with, with a lot of the clients that I work with. So it's probably something that 
you've probably wondered at some point if you count your calories, count your macros, count your proteins, it's something that you've run into before. You've gone, you've hit your protein or your calorie goal, but you're still short on protein. So should you keep eating to go over your calories just to be able to hit that protein goal at the end of the day? And so to answer the question, you need to know the importance and what calories do for your body and what protein does for your body so you can understand why you probably shouldn't go over your calories just to hit your protein goal. Now, protein's awfully important, but calories are more important, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Calories are going to control if you're losing weight or gaining weight or maintaining weight. So they will control that. Protein does not control weight gain or weight loss. That's from calories. So if your goal is weight loss, calories are first and foremost. What protein does is helps you retain the lean tissue that you have. It helps you potentially build a little bit more lean tissue with the resistance training that you're doing. It helps you stay full for longer so that you're not getting as hungry while you're dieting. And it's actually has a higher thermic effect when you're digesting it than any of the other macronutrients because it's harder to break down. So it actually has a a higher net calorie burn than carbs or fat. So it's it has some benefits in that sense. I don't want you to worry about that though. That's just something um, to keep in mind. So the more protein you eat, the harder it's going to be for your body actually to store that protein as fat because it burns a lot more calories just to digest the protein because it's harder to break it down. But but besides that, if you hit your calorie goal and you're under on your protein, I would always suggest that you just still quit for the day. Now, that doesn't mean that this is something that you should do consistently. You should consistently be under on your protein and hit your calorie goal and you're going to get great results. But if it's just happening every now and again, I wouldn't sacrifice going over your calories just to be able to hit your protein goal. They're both super important, but calories come first, protein comes second. Ideally, you would just, once you have a couple mess ups, you'll start to understand what foods to be eating each day to be able to hit both simultaneously. But if you had to choose, I would always choose calories first. But just remember, if this starts happening often and you stay in a calorie deficit and you're not eating enough protein, you're going to have a much better chance of losing the muscle mass that you have. You're going to be hungrier far more often and you're just not going to recover as well either. You might be sore more often and different things like that. So they're both super important, but calories are always going to be the most important and then protein. So hopefully that helps. If you're consistently under on your protein and you're hitting your calories, one suggestion that I would have for you is every time you eat something, make sure it's got at least 20 grams of protein in it. Whether that's a meal, that's a snack, or just any, any random time you're putting something in your mouth, no more just grabbing a bag of chips or some pretzels or something that's just a carb source or a carbon fat source. Every time you eat, make sure there's some sort of protein inside of that meal to help you get closer to that protein goal as you're, as you're reaching your calorie goal as well, and it's going to make it much easier. That's one of the rules inside, not a rule, but that's one of the things that I recommend inside of um, with my coaching clients. Whenever they eat, It's always got to have some sort of protein involved in whatever the meal is to make sure they're hitting that protein goal as well as as their calorie goal. So yeah, so I hope that answers your question. I wouldn't go over your your calories to hit your protein goal, but I would consistently practice and try as hard as you can to be hitting both every single day to get the best results possible. So, So yeah, I hope that helps. All right, moving on to question number three. It is, I've just joined a gym and I'm looking to gain a little muscle and lose fat. Any recommendations? Do you have workouts you would suggest? Sure. So if your plan is to, you want to lose fat, if that's one of your main goals, you obviously have to put yourself into a caloric deficit. So you want to be eating 
roughly anywhere from 300 to 500 calories less than what your body burns in a day. I do have um, a calculator, a little free resource that'll help you figure out how many calories you should be eating and how much protein you should be eating. It's always linked down below. It's called the Macro Starter Kit. So you could start there just to understand how much to be eating. There's also in there like some recipes and different things to help you with like some high, some high protein, lower calorie meals to help you be able to reach that every day. So I would start there. That's a shameless plug, but really that's, that's what I would suggest first and foremost when it comes to your nutrition and then inside of the gym. So if you want to put on a little bit of muscle too, it is possible, especially if you're a beginner to, as you're in a caloric deficit and you're losing fat to put on some muscle, if you're training correctly, and I just released a podcast, the last podcast on how to build a training program. I would go listen to that episode because it breaks down exactly how to set up a program that's going to create results, how to progress, what exercises to choose, how many days a week you should be working out. Basically, everything you need to know to create a program for yourself is going to be in that episode to help you even further. So I would definitely listen to that episode but and it will help. But where you're, it sounds like you're more of a beginner, you're just getting into the gym, just some general recommendations would be to... Workout, probably really resistance train only two to three times per week. It either, if it's two times a week, a full body, two full body sessions or three times a week, you could do three full body sessions or else one, an upper session, a lower session and a full body session. So what that's going to do is help you be able to hit each muscle group at least twice per week to be able to create more stimulus more times throughout the week to, to create more muscle gain over time. So you're going to want to focus on getting stronger in your lifts that you're doing um, the seven key lifts that you want to make sure that you're incorporating and starting to to understand and get better at and gain the skill on or are the horizontal press, the horizontal row, the vertical press, the vertical row, the squat, the single leg squat, and the deadlift. Those would be the main movements that I would focus on throughout each week. That's going to hit your entire body. Then you can throw in some of like your arm work, some more shoulder work, maybe a, a little bit more back work, whatever the types of movements that you want to do that you're going to have fun with the accessories and isolations add those in towards the end of your workouts but really try and get stronger in those seven variations to help you be able to to start putting on muscle and gain functional strength and muscle those seven different variations are are your bodies all of your body's different movement patterns so it's going to help you create stronger joints create stronger ligaments help your muscle go, grow it's going to help you from causing injuries down in your later life the more muscle that anybody has the more the more of a healthy life they're going to be able to live. So if you're strong in all of those different movement patterns that your body is capable of, you're not only going to look better, but you're going to feel and perform better just your, your entire, in your entire life too. So, so that's where I would start. Two to three sessions per week. Break it down that split however you want to. Again, like I said, that episode that I just released, the episode right before this one, is going to help you tremendously when it comes to, to creating your program. So I would suggest going listening to that because it would really help. All right, moving on. Question number, what one is this? Number four. Hey, Chaz, I've been listening to your podcast and love it. First, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. Quick question. I know to lose fat, I need to be in a caloric deficit. Does that mean if I eat 1,500 calories in a day that I need to make sure I burn more than that in a day? Also, will it make a difference if I work out in the morning or the night? Let's answer that second question first. The time of day that you work out doesn't matter. Just fit it into your schedule. Ideally, you'll do it at a time of day that is best for you and your energy levels to where you're going to be most motivated and have more energy. A lot of people don't have that that pleasure of being able to 
be able to choose when they work out. So just make the workout happen when you can. It doesn't matter if you burn the calories and create the stimulus in your muscle in the morning or at night. Your body doesn't understand that. It just understands creating the stimulus and burning the calories, right? So don't worry about the time of day that you're working out. Fit it into your schedule. Ideally, if you can work out at a time of day where where you have the most energy and the most motivation, make it happen at that time of the day. If you can't, you have to work it around your schedule to do it early mornings or late nights, whatever it may be. Just getting in the workout is the most important part. What time of day you do it isn't going to make a difference. So the second part of this question, you basically answer answer it for yourself. So you say, I know I need to be in a caloric deficit to lose fat, but does that mean if I eat 1500 calories in a day that I need to make sure that I burn more than 1500 calories in a day? So yeah, if you're eating 1500 calories in a day, ideally you're burning 1800 to 2000 calories per day. But I don't want you to think, okay, I'm going to eat this many calories every single day. And then I'm going to go out and make sure that I burn more than this every day. What that is, is that you're trying, you're trying to fit your life into a diet rather than fit your diet into your life. So, so what you want to do is understand how many calories your body burns in a day. So take into account um, the amount of exercise you do per week, what your day job is like, is it physical? Are you just sitting around? Do you not have a job and you're at home? Whatever it is, all these different factors are going to play into how many calories you burn per day. And again, I'm going to shamelessly plug this one more time. You can go get the macro starter kit for free. It's linked down below to help you understand how many calories, a rough estimate of how many calories that you burn per day, how much protein to be eating. And then from there, you can put yourself into the deficit. But A full disclaimer to no macro calculator is 100% accurate. It just gives you a good guideline, estimating guideline to start from, and then adjustments are going to be had, had to be made. That's when hiring a coach is convenient because he can help you. They, they, not he, there's, there's guys and girl coaches, but they'll help you um, get yourself into a deficit. They'll make adjustments as needed to help when you're running into plateaus and things to help your metabolism from adapting. They'll be able to add in refeeds and diet breaks and all these different types of things that you'll need to create long-term success. Or you can research all that and figure that out for yourself. But getting back to the question that's kind of going on a rant, getting back to the answer to your question, don't look at it as I'm going to eat 1500 calories per day. And so I'm going to make sure that I'm, so I need to make sure that I'm burning more in that in a day. Figure out how many you burn first and then start eating 300 to 500 calories less than that each day. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to – don't get obsessive. I had this conversation with the lady in the gym actually um, this morning. Don't get obsessive about burning the same amount of calories every day. The, the days that you don't burn as many calories, that then you eat less. Just find the rough average. The law of averages is going to work itself out. That doesn't mean days that you're not working out that you need to eat a bunch less. Just, Just – just trust in the law of averages that over time, when you stay consistent with your caloric intake, you'll start to see the result that you're looking for. If you don't see the result that you're looking for with time, then you'll obviously need to drop calories a little bit and continue and then reassess as time goes on. But don't get so obsessed with how many calories you're burning in a day and making sure it's perfectly, the amount that you're eating is perfectly underneath of that. Just trust in the law of averages, start getting consistent with the caloric intake each day, then start taking weekly data points weighing yourself daily, taking measurements of yourself weekly, taking weekly photos and start comparing all of that to each other to make the correct assessments as you move forward. Another thing is don't compare your day-to-day weigh-ins to each other. You want to compare your weekly averages to each other. I had this conversation with another client as well today because they were discouraged because their weight from last week was the same as it was 
this week on both Fridays. So she doesn't feel like she's made any progress, but really her average from the two weeks was two pounds less this week compared to last week. But when you looked at the last day of this week compared to the last day of last week, she hadn't lost any weight, but through the week she had lost weight and then it had come back up. Your weight's going to fluctuate with time. So make sure you're giving it enough time to make full your weight to make full adjustments before you actually go and start making adjustments to your caloric intake. Because again, it takes time. Your weight's going to fluctuate daily, depending on the food volume, your digestion, how much water you've drank, how much sodium's in your body. If you're on your menstrual cycle, if you're a female, all of these different things are going to play a role in your daily weight. So looking at your weight from a week to week and looking at the averages or even the uh, every couple weeks or, or monthly is going to be far more beneficial. But the only way to do that accurately is to take daily weigh-ins so that you have all the data points. So you have to start looking at the scale as more of a daily data point than rather looking at it as an emotional like success or failure. And that takes time. And sometimes that takes coaching or if you're strong enough to just to, just to take that theory in your head and start implementing it so that you're not making rash adjustments to your your nutrition on the daily and starting to get stressed out because the scale is not doing exactly what you want on the day that you want. This is one more side tangent on this. I I made an Instagram post on this just a couple of days ago and it resonated with a lot of people. I'm just going to read it really fast if I can find it. It's right here. It says, instead of allowing the scale to dictate your actions, what if you adjusted your mindset and forced it to follow them? So in short, what I mean by that is Don't be so emotionally invested and let your emotions be dictated by what the scale says. Go out and prove the actions that need to be done to make the scale move. And given enough time, that scale will move with time as long as you're putting in the correct actions that it takes to make it move. doesn't mean it's going to go on your exact timeline, but with time, it will have no choice but to follow as long as you can stay consistent. So I feel like I answered a million questions in that one question. But in short, understand how many calories your body is burning per day and then eat less than that per day. Don't eat a certain amount of calories and then try and burn more than that per day. That's kind of thinking about it in a reverse way. So again, download the macro starter kit because it really help you just with this uh, starting point on where to get started with all of this different stuff that I'm talking about here to get you moving the needle forward. Then you can make the adjustments that you need to as you get going. And that is where we're going to finish this bad boy off today. I only got through four questions because I went into depth a little bit more with a couple of them. So, and again, I like to keep these episodes between 20 to 30 minutes just because they're a little bit shorter. Maybe you're listening to them on your commute to work, you're at home, you're going through for a walk, you're doing cardio in the gym, wherever it may be. Um, I just don't want it to be super long. So you're having to like keep listening when you're doing different things throughout the day. So maybe you don't get through the whole episode. So with all of that, I really do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Again, if you do have questions that you'd like me to answer on here, you're more than welcome to shoot me a a DM on Instagram. I'll shoot you back a reply there and answer it for you in depth as well as bring those questions on the podcast. Or else if you'd like to just shoot me an an email in my inbox, you can do that as well. It's always linked down below. Shoot me your question, be as detailed as you want to. Again, the more detailed that you are with your questions, the more in depth I can go with your answers to really help you. I'll shoot you back an email um, into your inbox and help you the best I can. And I'll bring those questions onto the podcast as well to be able to help everybody else that's listening because chances are somebody out there is probably struggling or wondering the same things that you're wondering. So kind of helps everybody out this whole community that we're starting to build here. So again, I really do appreciate you guys. If you haven't yet, I know I ask this on every single episode, but if you can go down below, leave the podcast a rating. If you have a little bit of extra time, if you can leave a a written review, it just helps the podcast grow, get out there to more and more people. And then if you could take a screenshot, 
put it on your Instagram story. Tag me in that Instagram story so that I can see that you're watching. I'll shoot you back a message thanking you for, for doing that as well as repost it on my Instagram so that everybody can see that somebody's listening to the podcast as well. <laughs> so I really do appreciate you guys. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.